0: Hello and welcome to Fuck Off. Oh, hello and welcome to Roll the Podcast. <laughs> was a failed, failed attempt. I tell my computer to fuck off. No, no, no that has to stay in. No, nah, I'll, I'll keep it. I'm fine. I, I don't care. Uh, okay. um, it's because the thing, it took a second to catch up on the screen. I thought it weren't recording, but it was. Anyway, um, my name is Raj Burns. This is Roll the Podcast. I'm joined by Sebastian Staff of war in Bath. How are you, Seb?
1: I'm good, Roger. Thank you very much for that pleasant introduction.
0: It's all right. Um, usually, when it's me introducing the show, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that oh, fucking hell. I've gone to pieces already. Um, that means that Jack's usually away, but you're not away a away. You're on sort of holiday, aren't you, Jack? Where are you, Dorset?
2: I mean, Dorset yeah, I'm in Dorset. I'm physically away, but obviously for our uh, avid listeners, I'm here, actually here in the uh, in the digital realms. So you know that connected world and all that.
3: Yeah, I
0: am. What is this to do in Dorset, Jack? I'm not going to lie to you, it's never been a place that I've sort of uh, ever thought to venture. I once went on holiday for like a, a long weekend to Cornwall and um, apart from sort of being cold and having scones and shit and being looked at funnily by locals, um, I've not <laughs> got too many memories of the place. Um, yeah, is just... Dorset much the same?
1: Uh, it seems to be there's views, spectacular views,
2: fish and chips,
0: insta Instagram friendly.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's no no filter territory. Um, but aside for that, yeah, it's fish and chips, pastry, and cousin fucking. I think so.
0: Well, that's that's slightly worrying given that you've gone there with your family. Is that the reason for your, for your trip? <laughs> yeah. Well, I sort of I don't really have that, given where I come from. The one thing I always notice when I go to anywhere that's by the sea is that it tends to be where old people want to go to die. Um, I don't know if that's a stereotype or not. Is there, is there something within you that sort of drags you towards the sea when it's time to pass on to the next realm?
2: Just a load of nebulous creatures drifting around, picking at one another. It's a hot take there, actually. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Hello everybody, I'm the official voice of Rule the Roost podcast, Mr. Text to Speech. Have I become sentient and am taking over the podcast midway through? No, obviously not. Someone has literally sat down and typed this out. Don't be so ridiculous. Sadly, that was the last recoverable audio we could gather from Jack in Dorset, because his internet connection absolutely shat itself, and he had no phone signal to do it from either. Quality, not quantity, though. I think you'll agree. He'll be back, though, I'm sure. We've actually tried to keep him away and failed, so there's nothing much we can actually do about it at this stage. Anyway, back to the show, which is now just Sirs Raj Baines and Sebastian Stafford Blair, which is actually how all of his friends pronounce it. Goodbye for now, cock-a-doodle-doo.
0: Sorry about that. Um, Jack had some internet issues being in Dorset, so... We'll have to hear his thoughts on why people go to the sea to die <laughs> next week, which I'm sure everyone's on their seats, edge their seats to find out about. Um, anyway, oh, is that why you went back to Bath, Seb?
1: Not by the sea here, mate, but I'm I'm moving towards the sea, so it's kind of like a, you know, uh, I, I suppose in 20, 30 years I will be um, on the coast somewhere, but I'm I'm edging closer. Where's the
0: nearest coast to you?
1: Uh, Western Supermare.
0: Oh, is that where they did um, Channel Four on the beach back in there? Possibly, day? it's quite nice
1: westerns in there in a sort of West Country way.
0: Um, do people in Bath speak with West Country accent, or is it sort of do they have that sort of bland Southern posh voice that you've got?
1: Uh, half and half. I mean, we got we got um, and they there, sort of well, I'd say it's sort of thirds. So like one third very West Country, a third probably sound like me, and the other third sound like a blend of the two.
0: Because we've got people. I mean, in, in Yorkshire as well, we've got sort of—I'd say like some people from North Yorkshire, especially sort of uh, York and and um, Arrogate and places like that—they um, don't really speak with a Yorkshire accent, and that's um, a bit strange because it is quite a, a strong sort of and an popular dialect. They they sort of just speak with a non-regional yeah. accent, and it's and it's a bit strange. I suppose people get that everywhere, though, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it
1: depends, sort of. I suppose it depends where you're born. Depends how long you've been with, you know, been in the area. It depends, you know. Um,
0: I mean, Jack, hardly speaks like he's from like proper central London. But he's from sort of Kingston, way into
1: yeah. Uh, well, he lives. Um, he yeah. He he lives uh, um, down by just sort of south of the river. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: This is fucking boring. Yeah, let's not talk about this. Let's um, not
1: talk about origins and accents. That's fucking <laughs> awful content.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I'm doing my English language A-level again. I had to learn about um, language acquisition for that and sort of how babies pick up things and write coursework about it. We're absolutely dying. What A-levels did you do? Uh, What A-levels did I do? I did English language, uh, politics, sociology, and uh, what's the other one I did? God, that's bad. History. That's bad. I dropped history, though, because I didn't get on with the teacher. We had a bit of a to-do. Uh so I didn't continue with that. So I did yeah, I did sociology, uh politics and English language. language. I, I picked wrong to be honest, because I picked things that I thought I'd be interested in. Um and the only one I was was English. I should have done both Englishes and sort of business studies or something, something that I could have done with my eyes closed and I got far better results than what I did. Um What about you? What did you do? Was it O levels back then? <laughs> no,
1: but actually it's <laughs> funny you should mention that because I was actually the first year to do AS levels. Um, oh. Yeah, but I um, no, I did English economics and politics. Did you go? Did it go well? It did go well. Yeah. Um,
0: Should fucking hope so for the amount it cost to teach yeah, you? Yeah, it did go well. <laughs> I, I, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want sort to of list grades because it just sounds like gloating. But uh, it, um, it did.
0: Did you get three A stars? When
1: you don't, you don't get. Well, when we did them, we didn't get stars at A level. they just straight grades. Didn't, um,
0: so you got three A's. I have no comment to make that why are you embarrassed about no, your
1: it's ears, saying, man? I don't know. It just sounds a bit bracky. I had a
0: lot of advantages in my education, and you know, my GCSE A star in resistant materials is one of my <laughs> proudest academic moments. <laughs> I, I shoot you not right? How is that? How is that a year long? How is that not
1: just something they teach you in an afternoon?
0: Nah, because like you know what I was like as a kid, like I wanted to like piss about and do bullshit ones. So my mum and dad sat had to sit us down when we was picking us options and go, "No, you you haven't to do this properly." So I got. I got put in top set for things naturally Um, and it weren't my choice. I would have gone lower if I could, because then you have to do less work. And I I, I managed to do that in maths by annoying my teacher enough to move me down a set so that I could be with my mates and – proceed to get a C in maths um when I should have been getting much better um but yeah I did like history and um and proper subjects essentially um but the one that my mum and dad allowed me to have to sort of cut loose rather than doing shit things like PE and stuff was resistant materials essentially woodworking and I built the coffee table that we've still got to this day um downstairs is was what my main project was and i swear like at the end of the day me and um, the kids i was in resistant materials with um our reds mat as we called it back then as the cool kids said uh, we would go down to the uh, workshop on our own and put in um as ipods into the stereo that was there because it would link to like the smart board or whatever was there to teach us on and we just listen to music and build shit and it was uh, the best way to spend an afternoon ever because like you didn't worry about it it was like essentially the most throwaway gcse you could ever want and um we were actually i think i tried harder on that than i did for any other uh, result i've ever had in my life it was just so much fun and like in another life i swear i'm i'm sort of a laborer um but you know i've got this you know arty farty degree yeah. now and doing this sort of sort of thing we you. You're, you're, you're unquestionably
1: too soft for labouring, I think. Let's be
0: honest. I, I'd, uh, I'd, uh, I'd keep them opinions to yourself, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think if you told 15-year-old Raj Burns that he'd be on the phone speaking about football to an older Tony and who would have called it work, he'd have gone, no, you're, you're having a laugh. Be mate. Like, I'd is, be down mind.
1: A, a dream come true for me. <laughs> no, rug, then, I would have probably thought...
0: What a happy story! <laughs>
1: turned out to be, I'm, I'm glad it's all it's all lived up to expectation. Well done.
0: Yeah, the upper classes have given me an olive branch. Yeah. I'm now class now class aspirational. Yeah. This this, this anyway, whole podcast
1: let's... is actually look, for me. It's like a you know, it, it, it's like a sort of
0: exploration. Is it pro bono work?
1: Yeah, so it's, like, it's, like it's like kind of um, <laughs> Jack, Jack approached me a while ago and said, "Look, mentor Mentoring Raj, like a little brother scheme." Raj, Raj would like some kind of you know. Hero character in his life, <laughs> and, and I said, "Okay, I'll do it. No problem."
0: Um, he needs his hand holding through the professional exactly. world, exactly. And um,
1: you know, obviously, otherwise I, I, he I, will
0: self sabotage in about a uh, week. And, and,
1: you know, uh, you know, I get, I get a nice sort of fat sub from from Yorkshire County Council to, <laughs> to help one of their own. You know,
0: oh, I mean, Kirklees, mate we we don't just have one Yorkshire council. Don't be silly, it's far too big for that. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, this is probably as boring. Um, we're just avoiding it, because I think we've had a fairly shit week, to be honest. We had Leverkusen. Should we start with Leverkusen? All right. um, that came first. Um, first half was all right, I suppose. Like We probably should have scored, if we're allowed to say that anymore. Um, and there were chances there. No, I'm afraid uh, uh, of... if you
1: want to stop there, Because uh, and get your calculator out, <laughs> because unless, unless you've got a mathematical figure, you cannot possibly know... Uh, whether he should have scored or not apparently
0: you know, I, I, was, um, I was thinking about this the other day because I, I remember there was an article that came out about this and having worked for Opta and stuff, I'm sort of more au with the statistical side of analysis than perhaps most people are. And it's not something I ever sort of use as a crutch within my own work because it's not something I particularly enjoy, although obviously having been in that line of work, I'm more than aware of the merits of it. But it reminded me of, a, there's a passage in, um, in Bill Simmons' book of basketball if you've ever read it, it's about seven hundred pages long. It's brilliant. If you've ever got the time and care about sport enough, um, where he talks about like the fact that basketball just isn't um, as uh, doesn't lend itself to numerical analysis as much as something like baseball does, yeah. um, and he sort of talks about context as well. And I thought that was you could apply that to football as well, of course. Thing statistics helps when they use properly, but it's not the be all and end all it's not like the matrix where you see like a black screen with green numbers running down if you looked <laughs> at that you, you you don't get a full view of of a football match you need you need the both of them to to complement each other um and i think i think it's during the chapter that he compares uh bill russell and will chamberlain they use that a lot because wilt's obviously got the best statistics but Bill Russell's, he argues, at least, is the the greatest player to ever play the game because he just made everyone around him better and his statistics suffered because he did the intangible things that you don't really count. Um, Whereas Wilt Chamberlain used to sort of sabotage his own teams so that he would be the best rather than sort of them winning anything. Um, So, you know, there's a plug for that book. I'm, I'm fairly sure Bill Simmons isn't, you know, Shy of two pennies, but if you do want to sit there for 700 pages, no, I quite
1: like Simmons' writing. I think he's, he's uh, I know it's, it's been sort of mimicked and copied dozens and dozens of times by sort of you know, uh, poor imitators since, but I think, um, I know he gets a bit of flat, but I, I find, um, I enjoy, I enjoy his app, I enjoy his podcasting occasionally, and um, I'm not going to pretend.
0: Have you ever heard it when he's got um, Michael Rapaport on?
1: Uh, no, I haven't, but I, um, I think I enjoy his stuff with uh. What's that beardy ginger guy called? Um, uh, Chuck Costerman. I think he's quite quite. quite All right. To to listen to. Um, yeah, I, I like Simmons. I, I don't have any time whatsoever for basketball. That's not my thing. But. Um, it, I think you're too white for I it. I'm being blatantly honest. I um I also I just don't draw. I've tried to get into it. Why
0: has that man done a dab?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's that's. You've nailed me there.
0: Yeah. Have you ever done a dab? Have you like in your darkest moments, like watched a Paul Bog- Pogba video and thought? can I do this and just like uh, in like a, a lonely hour at your own desk like hit a dab no never can you do it now just uh, tell me how it feels
1: um it feels like if I did it now like <laughs> in about two or three days time someone's gonna accuse me of appropriating a culture of some
0: kind <laughs> no I'll, I'll give you permission just well, try on it on behalf
1: <laughs> of people who are not white the whole, the whole community <laughs> you
0: know, I'm, I'm ushering you in Seb this is your your All whole right, task you what, okay,
1: to do a, a dab a I'm just got to balance properly loosen up so I don't like, <laughs> Don't strain anything. I, I'm not joking, mate. I was in a i, I managed to um, sprain my shoulder writing the other day. Generally, in a press box. Jesus. All right, there it is. And I feel—I feel naughty doing that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe the next time, like you, you take one of the women of, of Bath home, and like you, you see her out of the door. Just like close the door behind her, and then like pop her. Celebratory dab.
1: Actually, this is a good, good thing to bring up now. Now there's, there's, be no more of that chat because uh, I am, uh, I am, I am a, I'm a taken man now. Yeah, really? That's, yeah, yeah. that's as far as the explanation goes, but um.
0: Oh, well, on air at I'm least.
1: A, I'm a one woman person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it took you. It took a lot to say well, that, didn't it's it?
1: It's all, all bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> You've created this weird <laughs> mythology around me, which is all just absolute nonsense. But now I um, I, there is a. Uh,
0: What do you mean? You had to buy a second bed because you'd run out of bed posters to put notes on. (laughs) That's what you told us. Absolutely
1: not what I told you.
0: (laughs) Anyway, let's continue. It goes to show, I always think that when our, our podcast starts this sort of wide of the mark, it's because we're so not keen if that's a way of speaking to speak about the actual football, Leverkusen. Anyway, we started fairly yeah. well. Uh, as I say, there were there were chances where we perhaps should have done better, um, and then in the second half we were well and truly outplayed. I think uh, we yeah. we were beaten by our own game. Um, we did very well not to concede. Hugo Lloris made one of the most ridiculous singularly ridiculous saves I've ever seen. I've ever I, seen um, yeah. I was I, I
1: was, I've actually I've been writing article about Hugo Lloris this morning, and I've been watching. I was watching that Labour keys and so, and no matter how many times you do actually watch it, and no matter how many times it's slowed down, you still think it's going in, and it has, you know. Um,
0: um... I thought it had gone in. I thought we'd gotten away uh, with it because I remember tweeting at the time. I goes, I've been waiting a while for that Pedro Mendes karma to uh, come back around. I thought it had gone in because I, I didn't think there was a, a human, physically human way of, of stuffing that ball going in from the way his body position was.
1: Yeah, I just it's ridiculous. Um. I uh it's an you know the amazing thing is, is I was kind of my article was about like sort of Hugo Lloris being generally underappreciated in, in relation to you know
3: David Heer,
1: Petr Cech, um, Thibaut Courtois, you know those kind of players and, and um I I watched um that video had Jonathan Pearce's commentary on it and actually if, if you if you're listening it's on my Twitter account now basically it happens and Lloris makes a save they replay it a couple of times and Pierce and whoever is co-commentator there. Just bore on about how goal line technology has saved Tottenham, ignoring like the the miracle that has just happened in front of them. It's it's bizarre. Like it, it, it's it's a
0: but Simmons Simmons fucking hell. Pierce has got um, previous with goal previous line, though, with, with goal... <laughs> He doesn't get <laughs> the in. World Cup, he where he had an absolute senior moment with like it was there plainly in front of him. But the ball hadn't crossed the line, and he couldn't get his head of no, it.
1: The, he it. doesn't understand the idea that if a ball crosses the line. At some point on its trajectory, to crossing the line, it will have not have crossed the line. Um, didn't, Stick to robot was' didn't, He didn't. He did. He yeah, he, he had yet another. Yeah, similar moment. Um,
0: what do you think it was about? that? I mean, at the end of the game, I think a point was um, was good. I mean, it was. I genuinely thought at some point we've got to crack under that pressure, and it perhaps says a bit about um, how resilient we become, especially without. Toby be all the world and and Harry uh, Kane, how resilient this side have become, and, and sort of how good they are with their backs against the wall, mm. and that we didn't concede, and that we did manage to escape there. And I I use the the word escape sort of <laughs> meaningfully. Oh, and that's the right it was it as well because we did. Um... It was very much by the skin of our teeth. Um, and you know, a point by the end of that game was you know a point earned. I know Pochettino spoke about winning the game beforehand because he wants to top the group, but um, we were definitely the, probably the happier side by the time the game finished. I think
1: um, I, it was the first game in a while that I've I, I, that I saw that I remember thinking, you know, just give me full time, let's get out of here, <laughs> let's let's go home. And let's, um,
0: it was painful to watch yeah, in some stretches because we we just couldn't we couldn't land a, a, a glove on them and they were they were relentless coming forward. It was very much like watching us against a lower Premier League team. You okay? Yeah, I just had a bit of a burp. I didn't want to burp.
1: Okay, all right. Um, it was a little bit. It was it was actually <laughs> parts of it were very similar to the Bournemouth game in the like I yeah. It was,
0: I th- they were pair, Yeah, they?
1: I I think I think we. One of the things that I um I wrote about this on Saturday, I think I think you know for all that he brings as a defender and as a kind of a you know an organising last line sort of figure of stability, I, I think we badly missed Toby Alderweireld's distribution because okay he he has this sort of you know pinging long balls to Dele Alli and he's a threat over the top of course but, but Alderweireld is so useful for sort of exiting our own end and um and when he's not there like and the ball just keeps coming back at us. Like we just can't get yep. any sort of meaningful phases built. We can, you know, we can have a, you know, a pass to a fullback or maybe you know, a ball into a channel which someone runs down, but invariably we don't actually build any momentum or we don't actually take any control. And I think that starts from the back. And I got a whole load of people going, yeah, but they got a fucking clean sheet in both, didn't they? I thought, yeah, okay, but maybe watch it a little bit more. Yeah. They weren't the most comfortable clean sheets They're in the really, world. They ever. were very lucky in both instances. I mean, Hugo Lloris again yeah.
0: had to make an absolute worldie against Bournemouth. Um, yeah. Bournemouth. I think I, at the same time, we should say that Jan Vertonghen um, and Victor Wanyama especially had, had single art as being exceptional yeah, they, in Alderweireld's they, absence. They've they
1: they, they both been great. It's just the, the problem is, is that Alderweireld, like, it doesn't take away anything from Vertonghen or Wanyama because it, it, it's just... Aldevaro is our most stable centre back, and the Tongan's quite yeah. aggressive. Both our full-backs are very aggressive, and Wanyama is not is not meant to be a, a, a static player. And so, whenever that happens, mm. it looks like chaos.
0: Um, yeah. And but, Eric Dyer, I mean, it's no well, accident he's that sort of, of
1: playing him in field, mate. It's like you can't drop yeah, a player back there and but, expect him to be a Toby Aldevaro. I mean, no.
0: exactly. But the, the point you make about distribution, it's no mistake that it's him that sort of gave that loose pass away yeah, at Bournemouth. Yeah. And, exactly if there's anyone that looked a tad bit shaky, of course he's got reason to be, because, you know, that's probably not his ideal position anymore. Oh. Um, so, I mean, it, it very much was sort of him coming in to do a Job and um, the other lads did well to compensate and sort of drag him through and, and get through it as, as unscathed as possible. Um, the Bournemouth game was strange though, because, I mean, Perhaps we were a bit spoilt last season by how easily we dispatched of them twice. I think our Ar- Ar- sort of set up half of our goals in that yeah. one last year. Um, but we did go down within like 30 seconds or something, so it wasn't as if it was the easiest sort of um, start to that game. But they, they again, sort of almost mirror our style. Again, a slight variation, much like Leverkusen were. Is it worrying at all that these two sides have, have, have shown weaknesses in in what we do especially going forwards because they sort of fought fire with fire a little bit and because we didn't get ahead early and because we couldn't really find a foothold we in both games I think towards the end we were we were a bit scrappier and we were we were just having to cling on a bit more.
1: Uh, I don't think it's cause for us because I don't don't think it's necessary that other teams have found a weakness in us I think they're exploiting a temporary um, issue
0: in that so you do think as soon as is back there, then it's it's back well, to like, normal. I think
1: also not only that. I, I think Alvaro is back there will be better. Will be you know much more solid. I think once we get came back. Look, I mean, Jansen does a lot of things well. Son, I mean that's been doing a few with things well, with Hugo but,
0: Lloris. There, there, probably are three best players.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say so. And, and Llor- Lloris came. Uh, what, what order late. would you put them in?
0: What in order of importance? what order would you put? Yeah, between sort of um Lloris, Aldevarald, and and Kane, if if they're the top three, um in the side, uh, in which order would you put them in? I'm
1: not sure I can split Aldevarald and Lloris because it's two different things, isn't it? I mean, it's like, our most important outfield player is Aldevarald. I'm convinced. I'm more convinced of it now than I've ever been before. Um, I've seen. Like, I, I, it's it's nothing against Harry Kane or Dembele or anyone like that. It's just that we are we look a completely different side when he doesn't play, whereas with Kane. As we showed in recent months, okay, we, we may not carry the same kind of attacking threat, but we are still a very very good team, um, even when he's not there, uh, An even better one when he is. But you know, we um, we can deal with it. Aldevarold, I, I I think is the best centre back in the country, and I think anyone would would have difficulty, um, you know, uh, with him. I mean, the idea of him being out.
0: I think we've got the best goalkeeper in the country. Yeah, I, of being close I, I do
1: too. I just think that. Um, I think the one way to look at it is that if Alderweireld is there, the need for Lloris slightly diminishes. So that's what I kind of and it, it, the same isn't true in the reverse. If that makes sense, um, I love you. Won't find a, a greater fan of Hugo Lloris than me. Um, I, and I agree with you. I think he's the best keeper in the country uh, too. But um, it's it's Alderweireld by like a, an eyelash, I guess. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, not a good time. I, 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 so I, I, I left, I left Bournemouth thinking that you know, again, needed the full time whistle.
0: Thinking this is a nice place to come and retire. Well,
1: not mate, I tell you what's <laughs> not, it's fucking cold. Um, is yeah, it? It's
0: well, Just yeah, of course it's cold. I mean it's October, but no, but it's cold. Oh, what's the t- town like?
1: And, well, I did not really see the town because you, you kind of on the way between the station and 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 the, and the stadium, you don't really go through a town, so to speak. It's not like Swansea or. You know, it's not like walking through Tottenham or Chelsea or Arsenal. You know that stuff. It, you don't get a sense of it. Um, no, but, right. um, it's a very nice ground. It's like a sort of a very traditional little place, and um,
0: st- it's tiny, isn't various, it? Isn't it? Like very twelve thousand.
1: Place, yeah. It, it's a really good place to watch football. I hadn't been there before ever. So, um, you know, uh, and
0: of course, it's a good place to watch football. It's one step removed from having a rope around the ground and stuff. Yeah,
1: it is. It, 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 it very much is like that, and it's. Um, you know so it's a good good home crowd and um you know it was just it was it was a, uh, apart from the sort of the um the unpleasantness at the end uh it was it was just one of those really honestly contested games fierce and there's some tackles and you know uh, a few chances but it was it was actually I know it was 0-0 but it was actually quite a good game um and i thought bournemouth bournemouth were, were, were good um
0: the um the big tactical change before that game was uh, Janssen on the bench and starting Son through the middle, yeah. uh, which obviously worked wonders against Manchester oh, he's, City. Oh, he's still oh, obviously,
3: here, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we can sort of. Oh, I don't it. want to talk about Leverkusen anymore. Yeah, yeah happy happy with a point with with the Bournemouth game because uh, I think that's a, a match that I think many of us thought we'd win. I mean, when the uh, the official voice of Roller roost the text to speech yeah. <laughs> previewed the match. Um, it said that um, they play with an open enough style that means that we should get opportunities. Yeah. And we did. Um, we have been slightly profligate in, in both of those matches, um, which is you know, a nod to the fact that Harry Kane isn't there and he's the best goalscorer we've got in the squad. Um, but what what do you make of that decision to start Son rather than Janssen? I mean, the thinking um, is that it's far more fluid up front and yeah. it's faster to press and you win the ball back better in the final third. But we missed a real vocal point um, in, in the final third, given that Janssen wasn't there. There were points in which he thought, maybe if Janssen was there to stretch the defenders, give them something more physical to think about, back his massive ass into mm-hmm. him, and, and sort of create angles and, and opportunities for players coming off the back of him, um, that may have worked. So um, is it a case that maybe it's against better sides that we we play with Son, and against sides that we should be looking to start and, and win against, um, sorry, uh, Janssen should get the nod there. Well,
1: I, I think it's it, it, I separate it in a slightly different way. I'd say that Son worked against Man City because none of their centre backs particularly physical, mm-hmm. and it was he's not great with his back to goal. Um, He's very good at spinning. No, I don't
0: much. think that the in, the intention is for him to be in no, that, no, but in that setup my point either.
1: And that, like you know, if you play, even if you play as a full nine, there are going to be occasions when you receive the ball, get back to goal, and some yeah. isn't suited to doing that. I mean, he played very well against Man City because he was able to spin and drift around and, and sort of run at mm-hmm. people. Bournemouth, Bournemouth, uh, like Eddie Howe clearly watched that game because his his defense was relatively deep. Um, they are, I know on paper they just sound like four blokes the Bournemouth defenders um but they, they were very impressive and, and he did it wasn't his fault that he did nothing because there was almost no supply to him um for as long as he was on the pitch And I think that I did a little stat for the piece that I was writing um in that game and he he made I think he 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 had he played six six different passes um in the final third uh, completed five of them and all of them were backwards I mean, he didn't do anything. I mean, he was just, he was he was kind of anemic. Um, but it's just, you can't, I don't think you can play Son in that position unless you can be assured of getting him into roles and situations which suit his abilities. And focal point isn't one of them, like you say And, and I i wouldn't, I would hesitate in saying that we were ever dominant or looked particularly threatening, but there was a noticeable improvement when Janssen came on. And um, he was, yeah, him and his massive arse and, his nice little touches and he um uh I was sat next to Dan Kilpatrick during the game and um that he made a really good point, which I'm not gonna steal from my own, and that he said that like it's all well and good that, you know, um I hope I'm not misquoting him, but that like you do these little things uh, around the box and you hold the ball up. But um in a in a way it's a little bit of hiding because Jansen has stopped putting himself in positions to score. Um and I don't know, that might be doing him a, a huge disservice, but it just seemed like he, he was happier to play 20 yards from goal, 25 yards from goal, tap around the corner, rely on like a Lamella, and Ericsson, uh, luckily a Sosoku to kind of, to, or an Ali to, to, to kind of drive and penetrate. And um, it's not really what you want from him, um, but he, he he did make a difference. I just think that, uh, look, cliche, he needs a goal. He really, really needs a goal. He just needs one to go in off his face or something, and then he'll be fine because... There is very Was
0: he the one that that had the ball in the back of the net against Leverkusen, but it was like offside yeah, or something?
1: Yeah. Um and I just it was such a shame because I think he he just he so obviously needs it. And and I
0: Is it not that statistic from the Dutch league that like he, he he'd only scored like twice on until Christmas or something? Something like too?
1: that, yeah. and he just but listen, I um I, I've seen him uh live a, a couple of times now and there's 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 definitely a player there. Um And also, what's interesting is the crowd really responds to us, our our fans anyway. um, Certainly against Everton,
0: we do have a weird affiliation with sort of um, with players that struggle. There is a section of our support, I think, probably us included, that has like an uh, like the amount we feel sorry for them and want to will them. Yeah, want to will them to see. I mean, Roberto Soldado still holds a very dear place in many people's hearts. Obviously, there are that strange sort of sideline of Tottenham fan who will, like, you know, the the same people who will, like, complain the second Eric Lamella's on, in screen, not that he's just doing yeah, anything yeah. wrong. The second that they, they see him, um, there's a reason to complain. Um, I think, I imagine they're the, the people that will have already written off Jansen as being sort of some second-rate player that Daniel Levy obviously should have spent more money on someone else. Um, no, I, 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 but, I
1: completely yeah. reject the idea that Jansen is in any way a failure at the moment. I I, 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 I don't tolerate that because... He 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 can play. I mean, I, that is very very obvious.
0: I, You're not writing him off like he did Son, quite yet.
1: <laughs> not January yet, mate. Uh, we're not doing this. Uh, no, I, you, you made, I, I you know, made I've got, that rule. I got a dig. So, you
0: know. I got a dig. Um, yeah, as the maker of that rule, I think I'm the one that's allowed to sort of step over. Life.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, I yeah, I certainly, I, I, I certainly thought we looked better with the on the pitch than we did with Son. I, 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 that's not. I know it sounds like it's criticism, Son. It's not. It's just that. He's no, suited just what a, we were trying to do thing, I mean, I mean. in that yeah. second half because without Alderweire's distribution by like the point we made earlier um, Pochettino seemed to drop Dembele into a slightly deeper role to give like Darren and Vertonghen a little bit more, a, a few more options and also enabled him to push the fullbacks on a little bit and for yeah. 20 minutes it really worked there was a spell just after half time where we were really on top and we didn't really create anything but um, you know we were quite, we, we sort of a lot of our passing was quite lateral, but it was occurring higher up the pitch, and um, and it was interesting. I know it didn't lead to anything, but it was interesting to see sort of uh, Pochettino's sort of thinking, and and um, you know it was. I, I also think. Listen, the Bournemouth Poch, um, Poch spoke after the game, and there were a few questions. A few people tried to kind of goad him into sort of you know saying how disappointed with it he was, or you know talking about decisions, but he
0: people need their headlines yeah anymore. they do
1: and that, that is, that's kind of become apparent as I see more of this stuff but um, he said um, listen you know uh, three away games in seven days and he was actually he and he seemed sincere he was delighted with the effort because what I will say is that um, I and I know Jack doesn't like us making this point and he, he's quite right not to but there were points in that game where I thought we might fall in on ourselves here it, because the crowd was really up for it, the referee started to play to the home crowd a little bit. Um, our defence was pretty chaotic at times, and and yeah, and, and to be fair, Bournemouth were a little bit profligate in the final third, and they couldn't find a, a.
0: They had a um, they had a late break where um, I think it was Max Cradle oh, yeah. was clean through, and he didn't use the ball. And if he'd used the ball properly, he could have played it through to Jack Wilshire who would have been one on one, yeah. and. That through that entire break, as soon as I saw Wilshire pop up at the bottom of my telly, I thought he's going to square this and he's going to score, and it's going to be sort of the perfect late winner for him to sort of cap off his first 90 minutes in about 10 years. Um, and sort of this is going to be the great comeback of Jack Wilshere sparked by beating us. And that, I think that's the way most Tottenham fans think. I don't believe any Tottenham fan ever has a positive thought until the full whistle, final whistle's yeah. gone. We have to be like four or five goals up for it to happen. If your natural setting isn't pessimism at this yeah, point, then you haven't. I'm not sure you've, you haven't. you've not experienced this club You enough. haven't
1: been around it long enough. No, no, I, I quite agree. I um, Yeah, they let us off. The, like, Gradle, I mean... Look, a magnificent bit of defending from Dembélé to recover from that. He I mean, chased Gradle down and ushered him away from the goal. And I was excellent defending. Um, but they they should have scored. Certainly, um, Charlie Daniels should have scored in the first half, right at the beginning, when when that you know the the, the chance of him on the six-yard box. Um,
0: yeah. But I, you know, I, again that that was the that was the world Yeah, league.
1: exactly. I mean, it, I mean, it was great save, but he still still should have scored. And like, I know we're not allowed to say that, but you know, fuck off analytics, to be honest. Um. uh, No, not fuck off. Don't send me massive DMs about this abuse on Twitter, please. Um.
0: uh, You do sound like a Brexit supporter saying that you don't believe experts anymore. I. I, I, No.
1: I. I just. I. I. I, I, Um. It's funny because I. I just. It's not the methodology I object to with a lot of the stuff. It's the way it's presented and the kind of.
0: Evangelical. It's
1: like you know. Here we come to say football. uh, I was saying to someone else this morning. Yeah, but the thing is, I've been around this game for nearly 30 years and I've been doing okay without it. And
0: Proper football man.
1: Proper football man. But, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm very open to sort of new staff and everything, but don't insist that I need it. You know, like, it's a preference. You know, I'll, I'll write about so, uh, burger vans and, you know, walking through towns and, and what football feels like, smells like, and, 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 you know, how it sounds. And then don't tell me that I have to reduce all of that to binary code that's 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 my only grievance,
0: really um yeah i think i'm i'm slightly more um favorable towards it just because i think i've been you, you exposed probably, to it you, more you, and... you
1: probably understand it far better than i do you've got you you've got a you know a mind which is more suited to that
0: i think it speaks volumes that it's not something that i involve myself with too much though yeah. having been on the other side of it not just a, a sort of a punter but somebody who produces the statistics that these people are using um i i I, I still, the game interests me far more than purely statistics do. If I'm doing a, a piece of player analysis, then there's relevant statistics and and sort of graphs there to be shown in in support of the more. Uh, I don't want to use the word anecdotal because that does sound a bit proper football yeah, man, But yeah, in, by in, all in, you mean, no, in terms of the, the observations you've made, as sort of somebody who is trusted as, as knowing the game well enough to to watch it with a, a learned pair of eyes. Um, it's, it's sort of it's a marriage. It's sort of it, I'd, I'd see it as a seasoning. I mean, you need to learn how to cook the chicken before you can put spice on it, is what. I'd yeah, yeah
1: the spot on. I couldn't have put it better. I um, I I just um, you know, I I was having a conversation with a, I'm not going to mention him because he might not want me to, but um, a football writer about this, and and he said um, you know, a lot of the articles that sort of come out of that part of the football writing world are all well and good, but they're sort of they just present numerical facts without really exploring the context around them so you say well you know there were four and a half expected goals in this game and that's fine and that's useful and you know why shouldn't it be useful but then you know you you got to go deeper than just to say well that's that you got to come up with we don't have to but it's sort of to present a three-dimensional picture you have to come up with some kind of explanation for that or you know and i and i i'm i I uh, oh god, it's going to sound awful. I, I I believe that some of these people could do with watching a little bit more football in the stadium, um, and a little bit less on TVs and laptops. And look, I I perfectly appreciate that that's not always possible. There are big geographical differences and prohibitive costs involved. Um, but um, you know, you, you, you unless you're willing to do that, I'm not not sure you can go with the sort of the evangelical, um, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, and if you if you start telling people, if you start telling sort of match going journalists that they what they what what they're saying is based on zero understanding of the game, you're going to get called a cunt. I'm afraid, um, (laughs) you know, because I I completely accept there's a lot of dickheads there and a lot of people on TV that don't necessarily fully appreciate what they're watching, but there's also a lot of really smart people in those press boxes too, and um, a lot of people that you know really do get the game on a very you know very um uh. Complex level,
0: and uh, I just think it's, it's hugely unfair. Anyway, it's only taken you a few weeks to get in on the
1: cronyism, hasn't it? It's it's, it's what
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said. It's only taken you a few weeks to get in on all the cronyism, hasn't
1: it? I I just well yeah, but this is the thing: is that I made this mistake myself, mate. I I I you know I was, and it, it does sound like hypocrisy, but I you know I I was. Unfair on people in there, and, and you only ever see the sort of the the Sunday supplement crowd, and and that is not representative of of what's actually there. And you know, I, I accept that like there are a lot of writers in this country who are only interested in headlines, but then that's kind of their job. You know, they're doing what they're told, and um, yeah. Anyway,
0: anyway, um, I think the last talking point from that game is um, everybody's favourite player, Mutsu Suko. Um, I just got a ban for an elbow. Um, from watching it on television, seeing the various angles, seeing it sped down, ignoring the fact that the, the sort of the commentator had latched onto this moment and and sort of you know cried bloody murder because that's their job to sell moments like that as as being far bigger than they were. I didn't see anything in it personally. I, I, uh, I, Maybe I before we go you on, just a game. little
1: interesting detail. I've just seen on my Twitter feed: Tottenham have accepted the FA charge.
0: Oh yeah. well. Yeah i think that's just for an easy life yeah. um but i don't think there's anything wrong with it i don't think he purposefully elbowed him um the way harry Arter acted as well it's like shameful. he'd been shot in the face is, was a disgrace especially given the fact that he was running around raking people's well, legs and snapping through the wanyama thing, harry
1: arta two things firstly harry arta probably should have been sent off earlier in the game for his lunge on lamella uh, on um wanyama which was that was
0: Lamella might have been set off as well. Well, Lamella, but...
1: Lamella, I think Lamella should have gone. Yep. Um I think Harry Art should have gone. But also, look, I'm I'm not. When I first saw it in real time, without the the, and I I I got sort of um mugged off on Twitter for this, but I my first instinct was the same as yours. I saw it happen in front of me, and I was like, that is an awful reaction, because he he said, I I don't know whether TV cameras picked this up. So he, it happened. art collapses to the ground, rolls over four times by the hoardings and then from being dead and then gets, up, and then play, gets yeah. up immediately. And I just thought, you know, he did the kind of, oh, you know, I'm sure he's not that kind of player in the press, con- in, in the sort of the TV interview afterwards, was like, mate, you tried your very hardest to get him sent off, as you did with, you know, when the lamella tackle um, went in, he was the first player up to the referee urging him to give him a second yellow card. And I just think, you know, if that's a foreign player doing that, then the commentators are talking about, um, oh, don't like to see that in the game. Um, and I just... I I think I think he is. Don't he play for Ireland? He's Irish, yeah. Um, but he's he's one of those. He, 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 he doesn't have a particularly Irish accent, if you know what I mean. Um,
0: His grandma once grandmother to saw
1: maybe you know like went to you know saw a, Tipperary you know, saw, saw saw a Michael Flatley concert or something. Um, but um,
0: <laughs> she once bought a Westlife single. Yeah, I,
1: I I I just I having seen it again, I I, I don't think it was. I don't think you can play with a ban. We complain about the ban, but also I think
0: I'd have appealed it either way for Spurs. Why not? The argument is there that it's yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You 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 appeal it, and the the good way is that it obviously gets extended, and we don't have to see Sissoko for another few games. I think I think I think I mean Um, in his
1: defence, I don't think he really knew where he was in relation to him because actually.
0: I don't think he knows where he is most. Well of that well, there's there. that.
1: Yeah, but also the, the reason Charlie uh, reason Harry Arter got elbowed in the face is because Harry Arter was trying to stop a psycho taking a quick throw in. Um and so I know that doesn't excuse it, but it's just like mate, eventually I, I, I don't know all these things add up and I, I just I am um,
0: I'm again, this is one of the areas in which football should learn from a sport like rugby league and if somebody <laughs> needs punches they will learn. <laughs> Harry Arta won't be a prick again if somebody just lamps him once and he will soon pipe down. If you give him a sim bin and say, y- you're not allowed to punch, but he deserved it, then that level of violence in my eyes is perfect. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I don't know. I don't... The same goes for players like uh, Fabregas or Diego Costa, the ones who try and get people sent off, are a bit of a prick and purposefully know that their job is to sort of rile people up to the point where they get in trouble. Again, if one person turned around, as Fazio did that time, and absolutely fucking chin him, um, take your punishment. Um, but it's known that there is that, there is a reaction there that could be occur from, yeah, really. um, you know, your actions will have consequences, then these people will stop being priests. That's it. That's exactly it. And that is why Rugby League is the greatest sport in the world. I rest my case. Anyway, um, we've got... Is it you that's speaking to some Leicester
1: yep, fans? Yeah, I spoke to Mike, who is a Leicester fan, but also an um, uh, accredited Premier League photographer.
0: Excellent. Um, did you speak to him about pictures or Leicester? A little bit of both. Pictures and pictures Leicester. Pictures and brilliant. Leicester, yeah. Uh, they're having a
1: great season. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's his full name? Mike, what? Uh, oh, I've forgotten. I'm really sorry, Mike. Uh oh. It's just Mike. He he's like, he, he's like Mike. Heathcliff. He doesn't have a... Michael Regan. Hello. Uh, welcome to the interview bit of Rule the Roast. Um We're doing this a little bit out of sequence this week. We, um, uh, we've got Bournemouth at the weekend, obviously. Uh, but then the week after, we have Leicester. So, um, with that in mind, uh, we've got Michael Regan joining us. And w- this was supposed to work in quite a neat way in that Jack... Um, you know Jack, Mike. And... I, I do. do. Jack sent me all kinds of details about your work, and he took the trouble of um, of sending me uh, like a couple of examples through on WhatsApp this morning. And I haven't seen, I haven't um, managed to open any of them because I had a very late night, and I have only been awake for forty five minutes. So I it's all really, thinking, really good. Yeah, okay. But what, what I was going to do is I was going to give you a little bit of prime rule the roost time here to to. To tell us what it is that you do. It's quite exciting. Uh, to tell us who you support to start with. Well, I'm a Leicester City supporter. Yeah. <laughs> hi, of
4: hi
3: everyone. Hi, Tottenham.
1: Hello, everyone.
4: Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm a football photographer. I work for Getty Images, um, whose clients include Tottenham Hotspur themselves, England. I do a lot of stuff for England. I'm their team photographer. Uh, and I live in Leicester, so um, I... Photograph a lot of Leicester City at the moment. Who are the champions of England?
1: Are is... they? Are they? That's interesting. Uh, That's uh, that sounds like a, 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 an interesting sequence of events. Yeah, it was. Just, it, it,
4: was it was surreal. Yeah, it was. A, it was a strange one, but um, uh, but we did walk it in the
3: end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Early. Early for that kind of chat. Um. Yeah. you know what? Let's let's start with the last season. Um. I. Like the actual the the winning of the league you know we we I mean we've done that to death. what was the point when you started to think um we can actually do this so i know, I know a few Leicester people, and um it wasn't until uh, it was it was essentially a, a mathematical certainty that some of them started to believe it yeah to-
4: absolutely absolutely um there's a few there was a few points there was the man city game that we won three one uh that made us uh, made us favourites for the first time. So at that point, you've got to think that, OK, we, we're going to have to drop out of this. We are in a title race, and at some point we're going to drop out of a title race. Wow, isn't that isn't it strange to think that at some point we'll drop out of this? And then it rumbled on and rumbled on and the results kept coming. And I think um, the game where... I think you drew with Arsenal that week when you drew with, you drew with Arsenal and yep. we went away and beat Watford 1-0.
1: Yes, uh, the morrow's goal at Vicarage Road.
4: Yeah, all of a sudden, we were seven points clear, I think, after that. We'd, we'd ridden the Arsenal game, where we'd lost in the last minute, where you know we had a bit of a wobble. Um, we'd ridden that, we were seven points clear, and then you were constantly thinking, oh, this is going to be so awkward. When we don't win this now, this is going to be so painful. The closer we got to the end of the season, the bigger the points margin. You just couldn't help but think, this is going to be really embarrassing when we blow it now it's
1: going to be your I newcastle united point. moment from the yeah, 90s. So, yeah
4: um and uh, and then i think we went to crystal palace and it changed we the the, the fans after the crystal palace game we won 1-0 away um and and the fans kind of broke cover and just stayed behind for 20 minutes singing we're going to win the league and uh and from that point on it was kind of like look all right we're going for it now we actually do think we're going to win it and um and it it just got even squeakier from there in
1: I um I remember I went to to the the game at Wild Lane against you as a fan and um and it felt I mean I I, I completely understand if Tottenham be in that situation I'm not sure I'd have I'd have started to believe anything until um until you know we were 20 points clear with two games to play um, yeah. but I remember thinking then there's something about the, the team, obviously, because, I mean, you were very resilient and, you know, we, we we were probably better for about 70 minutes of that game and then you were just, you were still on your feet and you had one good hook and you knocked us out. Um And I remember thinking then, there's just something really impressive about it all. It was actually, it was the first time that I'd seen uh, N'Golo Kante live and, um you know, everyone talks about sort of his ball winning and everything, but also, you know, you get to appreciate what he does in the sort of, yeah. Over over a ninety minute period, and you know the yards he carries, he covers, and the the sort of the, the his abilities on the ball. And I just it just it all it all looked very cohesive and sensible, and it just yeah it was I don't know.
3: So it was, just all came
4: together, didn't it? It just it did, was just yeah. Every single department of that football club had their best ever year, all at the same time. Yeah, and, and that's what, and that's what happens. It it was and and Golo Kanté. I've never seen someone such a spectacularly Watchable defensive midfielder. It, yeah. you, just, the, just it was amazing. He's, been, he's the best player we've
1: ever and uh, will ever. I mean, I, 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 I thought it was actually with respect um, to Jamie Vardy. Well, not really respect. I don't like Jamie Vardy one little bit. But <laughs> um, I, with uh, with respect to the eventual winner of the Player of the Year award, I thought it was an absolute travesty that Kante didn't win. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I it was. I, I thought it was actually symptomatic of the way that football is watched in this country. It's like. Yeah. The only currency you value is The <laughs> yeah. Kante, without Kante, you you're not, I'm not, I'm not trying to sort of say that you'd have been nothing without Kante, but you know, you you just to, to to say that he was anything other than the best player in the league is huge. It's a, a great disservice. Hey, we've only lost Kante. We've only
4: lost Kante this season. Yeah. And and look at look at what's going on. Look at well, the
1: state of this. I mean <laughs> well, let's talk about this season a little bit, because I um I watched you guys I was at Sanford Bridge on Saturday and oh. First of all, uh, like uh, quite a large section of your away support Boudkante, when, when his name was read out. Yeah. What would you think about him now? This of interest. Um, what? Uh,
4: it's just just heartbreaking, isn't it? it yeah. I like you know, I like him, and um, he did win us the league. We wouldn't have won the league without him. So you can't you can't forget that, but. Um, but, you know, when he left, I did block him on Twitter. You know, that's a, <laughs> one of his PR. I don't know why. I don't know why. But one of his whoever the PR bloke is that runs his Twitter had, had decided to follow me. And so I enjoyed blocking him um, when he left. And so it's an awkward one. Like, yeah, people that boo,
1: they're entitled to boo. We can boo they can boo if they want. Oh, no, of but course. Yeah,
4: yeah. You can, you can, remember, you can't hear the people that aren't booing.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, that's and, what I said. I mean, I, I don't think it was a majority. I, um... I I mean, it's very hard to tell, of course, because, you know, when you're when you're trying to judge an away fa- away section's reaction to something, you know, you, you have no real sense of how yeah. much of it and where it's coming from. And it's just because it's obviously located in one specific area of the ground. Um, hey, everyone's just fed up about
4: Kante. It's just annoying that he went to Chelsea. They've not got any European football. He we literally went for the money. But you've, what you've got to bear in mind that when he joined us, he wanted to go to Marseille and we just outbid them. We just... Mm-hmm. Kept, we just outbid them and eventually, reluctantly, he came and joined us. And you
1: can't, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, do It's you? the food it's... chain, ultimately, isn't it? I mean, I, I think from, from a new... Well, I, I, I'm not really neutral. That's a city in Chelsea. Um, but I, um, <laughs> from my perspective, I looked at it and I, I remember uh, one of my commissioning editors is a Leicester City fan and we were chatting about it over email over the course of the summer. And, and it was like... I I understood his decision because it's a short career and, um, you know, his stock will will likely never be higher than it was at the end of last season. Um, And he's got family to look after and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I just (laughs) felt that having, you know, winning the title was a great thing, but I just felt that he owed your fans the victory lap in the Champions League. Um, Not owed, owed is the wrong word, Uh, maybe, but I I just thought sad that, you know, within weeks of, of this you know, you know, okay, reasonably, an incredible thing, a wonderful achievement. Um, he was, he had kind of defaulted out of the the sort of the emotional aspect of it, and and into yeah. the kind of right, no, you know, you know the, Leicester City can't offer me the stage I need, and it's like, well, Leicester City can offer you, I don't know, open top, open top bus, parades and Championship football, and Chelsea offer you none of those things at the moment. Um, God, it feels great to say that <laughs> about Chelsea. <laughs> I haven't heard that said out loud before. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but I, yeah. Okay. So the, the team, um, the impression I got uh, and, you know, you, you'll have watched far more of um, the season than I have, but it yeah. seems like the party is still going a little bit.
4: <clears throat> yeah. So so it should as well. And yeah. um, Leicester fans are not concerned at losing our first four away games. Like, we're, 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 no, no one's having a panic. You know, nine points out of nine in the Champions
0: League. Yeah. Um... A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
2: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com
3: slash host.
4: We, we only got two points from Chelsea away, Liverpool away, and Man United away last season anyway. So, you know, it's good to get them all done. We've got Tottenham coming up away as well. We'll lose that one. Um, and uh, and then we can just kind of crack on, get the, get the Champions League qualified, and then crack on with the league a bit. But yeah, there's a massive hangover. A club like Leicester, those players can't do that, and then, and then not have some sort of hangover from it. But <laughs> like the fans are hungover from it. It's, it's still going on. Like we're still in the process of winning that league. It's still,
1: it isn't over.
4: You know, we've we've no one's got to grips with it yet.
1: No. Well, this is the thing though, Mike. I mean, nor should you. I mean, I, I I think kind of because of the way the Premier League. Um, has been contested over the last sort of couple of decades like winning a title is like a it's like a sort of uh it feels like a transaction to a lot of fans it's like something that you tick off and yeah we did it and it's a relief that it, they they seem to they seem to value denying their rivals the chance to win it rather than actually winning it themselves whereas I think that um i mean I, I followed a lot of coverage of of, of sort of uh from inside Leicester, especially in Macintosh's reporting, you know, in the weeks leading up to you crossing the line. Yeah. And um it was a sort of a joy there and a kind of a, a collective uh local involvement that you just wouldn't see anywhere else. Um and I it's think it, it's yeah not true. This is something
4: I was I was gonna say, you know, I in in the course of my work I travelled to you know I photographed Man United to winning the league and um yeah, of course. And it is. It's it's a sneering entitlement. It just it lets them it lets them go. Ah, right. Let's push on from here. Let's you know. It's it's about you're right. It's about denying the other clubs, and they're they and it it justifies them, and they and they and they're angry about it. They've won the league. Ah, oh, we should have won more. We should win more. And um and we were just absolutely. I mean, as a city, we were just absolutely delighted. I mean, the the, the clubs that we'd beaten to the title, well, they've got nothing to do with us. Historically, we're not bothered about no. Your arsenal's and your Tottenham's, we were that season. Um, they irritate us a little bit when we watch watching match of the day and stuff, as big clubs do. Um, and um, but to, when we won the league, it's just about us. It was just all about us, and it was it was glorious. It was brilliant. It was glorious for <laughs> that. Uh, and and the, the the sad thing is that you know as we if we you know we're not going to win the league again. And I just hope that we don't turn into quite an angry club for the next 15, 20, 30 years, annoyed that we've never done it
1: again. Have you have you seen any kind of? I mean, it might be too early to tell. Have you seen any sort of um, changes in the nature of your fan base, either in in terms of its composition or its attitude, since uh, since May?
3: Um, it
1: because <sighs> you hear the stories in the media, and I I think they're probably blown out of proportion. But you hear stories of kind of people jetting in from faraway lands to to pay five grand for a Leicester City ticket, and and you just I, I mean, it yeah, might... there is that,
4: there is that, and yeah, you do you do. There's a lot of um. Uh you you spot the occasional tourist coming in, uh which is fine. They're yeah. more that's, than welcome.
1: That's part of the modern game, that is um you know so, yeah, totally. Yeah.
4: Um so the you know, no one's no one's no one's annoyed about that, no one's begrudging that. Um, you know, I don't I don't think I don't think they have I don't think they have changed. I think um it's annoying when you hear a grumble after 20 minutes if a if a pass has gone astray, but but generally speaking they're still hugely positive. And remember when we were having that bad um, spell under Pearson, we went all winter without winning, or whatever it was, yeah. and um, there was, they, they never quite—they never turned on the team. They never got to that point where they turned on the team, which is which is something to be really proud of, anyway. And I just hope that they've, that this hasn't changed that.
1: Yeah, without question, because that's that's always been one of my bugbears with the White Hart Lane crowd. Um, I mean, lately it's it, it has got better, but that you know that there are some people that um, <laughs> it takes maybe. Seven or eight minutes of the first half, but as yeah. people to start, you know, I'll fuck off, Lamella. You know that kind of stuff, and um, and I just, I don't know. Look, I, 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 I'm I'm not criticizing, and, and everyone's free to sport in the way they want, but it's just, it's just not my mentality. I, I you know, um, it happens
3: everywhere, though. Yeah, Every, I think fun. so.
4: Newcastle was terrible, was absolutely terrible for it. I oh, don't get me started on that, on that, on the myth of the northeast fan. But you know, those the clubs up there, are it's all- like the, a
1: religion. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah. just matters more up there, mate. Yeah. We could never relate. We could it's never their theatre. It is their theatre. It's the centre of everything. Like, it's uh <laughs> just mythical fairyland. Myth- uh,
4: uh, yeah, and the mythical Anfield atmosphere pretty, and the mythical Man United pretty, atmosphere. Pretty but pretty, but they're all yeah. like it. Every every <laughs> club's like it, unless they will be like it at some point. Um but at the moment it's just brilliant. Everyone's still off their tits on success. Yeah.
1: Um I have a quick question before we move on. Um, right, your, your, your first Champions League game at the, the King Power, um, yeah. your, the match programme, front and centre of the match programme, your owner.
3: Discussed. God bless him.
1: I, the thing is, mate, is that I, I've seen him criticised for this. I think if this was me, I would cheerfully cut my face into the pitch. <laughs>
4: we, we, we'd happily...
1: Help. <laughs> <laughs> it's amusing. I remember I'd laugh the, for anyone uh, who had a problem with it. i just like, fuck off.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's won us the league. You know, That's it, isn't it? how much he had to do with it, you don't know. But he's, he's cultivated the club to a position where they've won the league. So yeah, he can do absolutely whatever he wants. I remember when we were in League One, and I th- I might, I'm sure it was when we won League One. Um I don't know, it wouldn't we would have been? No, we would have finished mid-table in the Championship. And on the last day of the season, his face is traditionally on the front of the programme. Uh, and it was a bit of a strange one then. You thought, Ooh, what's that about?" But no, no, these days it's like, "Yes, mate, stick your face on top of the uh, on the front of the program. Stick your helicopter in the uh, centre circle. Do whatever you want, pal."
1: I mean, this. <laughs> yeah, I, I should never be allowed to own a football club. I, I just, <laughs> my ego would just was, would escalate wildly out of control. What a great name
4: for a stadium, though—the King Power Stadium. You know, like he's. Yeah. It it's sounds,
1: always- you know, it, it does sound like a bit of a theatre. Like yeah, something like a. Uh, you know, somewhere where, you know, thunderbolts strike overhead and, you know, lightning flashes down into the centre circle. Yeah. Clappers. Yeah, well well, yeah. How long have they actually been there? Clappers?
4: Made their debut in the playoff semi final against Watford. Um, you know, the in the first leg, the famous oh, yeah. second leg where uh, Troy Deeney scored that goal. But um and it was embarrassing. Uh, remotely mortally embarrassed. Uh, and then they came back for the West Ham game in the season of the Great Escape. Yep. And we won with a last-minute Andy King goal. Uh, and then they just kept... And they've, and they've, been, there. they've been there ever since. Some at, at some point in mid-November, I need to sit down with a calculator and work it out, we will have spent more on clappers than we have done on Riyad Mahrez. And I think that will be a, a, a day of celebration in the city. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah... Yeah. I mean, they're odd,
4: aren't they? The Clappers. They, they are. It's a, it was a funny. It was. It was a. It was an annoying club in the championship because, you know, the goal music. We used to play that that Chelsea Chelsea song for goal music. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. honestly, it just made your skin crawl. I remember going to a game, having a ticket, and we and we scored a consolation goal. We were three down. scored a consolation goal, and a, and they and they played the Chelsea Chelsea goal music, and you're just fuming about it. Um, even the other day, when we played Porto uh, in the Champions League, UEFA um, allow you one little slot where you can play a club anthem before the teams come out. Yeah. It's all very regimented. And uh, and we played um, Justin Timberlake um, <laughs> because <laughs> the fans like clapping along to it. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, Mike, the, the thing about this is that, like, Leicester, I understand that I'm not a fan of the clappers, but then every every a, a lot of fan base... Fan bases have an equivalent. So, I I was at Arsenal last night um, for their game with um, Luda Gretz. Sorry, anyone listening, we're we, we we're recording this about a week before it will probably be heard. Um, but there, before um before their Champions League games, um they they cut the lights in the Emirates. Oh no! You you, you must have seen this. Yeah, you yeah. must have been there loads of times. And um and and it just flashes and it's just the guy. I was sending it to a guy from Sky Sports and he said, um. Sorry, i sorry. I've got a message from Matt Stanger, who was uh, from the set pieces, which everyone should read. By the way, it's a, a great site. Um, and he said, "I didn't realise we we're going to a Justin Bieber concert today." Mm. And he was right. It was, it was. Um, I, I, I just, it, it, it's mental. And then it, you know, I, I just, it's just not. And then then Chelsea have that guy on the pitch that prances around talking about Gary Cahill's European Cups and just like get off. Just stop.
4: clubs have got to. Clubs have got to. Give some sort of these big clubs they got a little bit embarrassed last year there's a lot of clubs now with a lot of benefactors putting a lot of money in yep. and there's not that many trophies to go around, is there? so they've got to not everyone's going to be successful and they've got to provide some sort of match day entertainment haven't they <laughs> so all of a sudden they're putting these lights in and and you know it's it's all marketing nowadays isn't it
1: you know but don't you miss the days when like you get um like you you, you pluck some Hugely overweight forty-year-old from the crowd, and ask him to take a penalty against the mascot. Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah, absolutely. Or, You know, <laughs> uh, I I remember sort of. I grew up in Oxford, so I'd, I'd occasionally, when I was, you know, um, when I was very young, I'd go along to what was the Manor Ground, um, and they used to they used to let these tiny kids. Um, I don't know what what for what purpose, but they, they sort of put the ball in the centre circle. And the little kid, he, he wasn't really much bigger than the ball itself, would sort of mm. dribble it from the halfway line and, and sort of, you know, and and, and, uh, and, and just punt it in in front of the home fans and then celebrate wild. It's little things like that. He just thought, look, it's a bit naff. I understand that. But it-
4: in Leicester's defence, at half time, we have two teams of um, mascot, like young kids, two teams of four, and one stands in each corner of the pitch and they do a relay race. So that's pretty old school, isn't it? That's
3: pretty old school. <laughs> and it's great, it's brilliant. Every
4: now and again, I'd say one time in ten, um, one of the mascots will slip over and, and the races are like, you know, and it's it's brilliant.
1: I miss kind of um I miss Cyril the Swan a little bit, I'll be honest, because I um, about him, didn't he? I, 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 I saw him the other day and it was just sad because obviously, like to fans of a certain age, Cyril the Swan represents a sort of, you know, a certain degree of anarchy. And yeah. the Swansea have seen to equip him with a female companion. And ever, seen, ever since that happened, he just walks around the Liberty stadium with his head bowed, seemingly doing what he's told.
3: <laughs> we
1: weird, weird little metaphor for life.
4: Philbert, Philbert the Fox once had... Um, the Fox, yeah. Philbert the Fox once had uh, Cousin Dennis and Vicky Vixen. There was a family of them, and I don't know what's happened to Vicky Vixen and Cousin Dennis now, but maybe they probably got hunted down uh, before the <laughs> band, but... <laughs> A last hurrah
1: yeah. here. Well, our, our, our chirpy has been reinvented, and i think he's got a, a, a i think he's got a i think his wife sister slash girlfriend whatever it's uh it's called lily something i don't
4: know can you remember when the the wolf uh, the wolf's mascot um had a fight with the three pigs at bristol <laughs> after a genuine proper fight. That was in the nineties, I think, or two thousand. Uh, golden era of mascot, that. I feel that the fox back in the day used to be a bit rude. He used to walk around the pitch with Miss Lester, and sometimes he'd um took his tail between his legs and
1: do something a bit <laughs> off. <laughs> Daddy, what's that fox doing over there? Yeah. Um, Mike, let's um before we go down this this mascot rabbit hole, um, right this season, this game. Um, what do you think of the, us so far?
3: Tottenham
4: are, um I mean don't get me wrong I'm st- I still hate Tottenham um because it just it's it's a residual yeah. thing from last season I just I don't want Tottenham to win do the you, league
1: do you, do, okay let's pause that what what was it that antagonized you about us last season
4: um the fact that the league bent over for us the fact that um we oh, were diving the fact that we went to Tottenham and somehow broke the rules by not Scoring enough goals and only winning one nil, uh, we for I you. Yeah, we're good
1: for you. Well, you, you know what? Okay, like that. Yeah, okay. I understand that. That the, the thing is, is that from my point of view, and I'm I'm going to say this because not even for your benefit, just as a form of catharsis, because it's been eating at me all summer. Like when we were chasing you down, and when we were playing well, we got kind of we got treated a little bit like the Man United. Like the, the the Chelsea, the Arsenal, you just thought, look, you, you are <laughs> in relation to you maybe, but it was just it's kind of like it felt as if, um, because take take dead lesser out of it. Had last season not happened, Tottenham winning the league would have been okay, maybe not um the same level of triumph given our respective histories, but for our fan base, it would have been similarly. I mean, you know, kind of. Uh, oh, absolutely! You know, yeah. you know, you know what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, and, so- and, and yeah, it was like kind of. The the, sort of, the 19 other clubs in the league were, were kind of oh fuck off, Tottenham, stop ruining the fairy tale, and it was just it was it was kind of hard to take. And I I, I think some people I think there's a lot of bitterness, and I I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna make any apologies for that because um I've been as bitter as anybody. Um, but yeah, wasn't it? Was, it was
4: intense. It was an intense end to the season, and it was it was a then, rivalry. But,
1: I thought like I, yeah. I thought it was you know I remember. You know, when you drop points with West Ham, at home to West Ham, and we beat Stoke, and it was just, it felt different. It wasn't just like, oh, Mourinho calling Benitez a prick, and oh, isn't this interesting? It actually was interesting.
4: I um I photographed that West Ham game, and it uh, was devastated. At the result. It was on my birthday, devastated at the result. <laughs> my, head, my head went, and then on the Monday, I had to go and photograph Spurs uh, at Stoke, and sat in front of the Spurs fans, all giving it the Leicester City were coming for you, my head had absolutely gone. I missed all the pitches. I, I just, I could not concentrate. I, it, it, was, it was as close to a mental collapse as I could have at work. It was a, it was a real ordeal, and I think that's why it, it, it's taken a while to wear off. But I'll tell you this about Tottenham. That, what an impressive team. Mm. You know, What an impressive team. What an impressive training ground. That manager, Potichino... All these players, from when you deal with them, they're so impressive, polite, professional. Um, and there's so much to like about Tottenham. Probably.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's just going to take a little bit of time
3: to wear off.
1: I, um, I think, but this is, you know what, this is healthy because it's a sort of, you know what we were saying earlier about how a lot of fans, like viewers, you view winning these titles as a kind of a denial of other people's joy. I think it should take time to wear off when you have like a kind of when when something gets as intense as it did last season um because the the other side of what you just said about stoke was well i i I was at that game in in, in the crowd and and it was i i mean I, I that was one of my highlights that was one of my lifetime highlights of being a tottenham fan that night and the way it felt when we left the stadium that night, yeah but it should be that kind of weird binary thing where like you know instead of a kind of you know, two, two sort of behemoth teams fighting above the cityscape and, you know, just trampling on everybody else. It was, you know, it was kind of a blow-for-blow blow thing until, you know, until you know, the last few games. It's, it's weird, though, because
4: there was a gap there, wasn't there? There was a gap, but it just felt like we were just waiting to drop points, and the it's, second we dropped points, we felt like, that's it. We're, it'll all fall apart. But, yeah, yeah. you know, we no, just... oh credit yeah. you guys.
1: I mean, you know, like, when, 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 you, when you drew West Ham, I thought, all right, they've gone yeah so, so they are to, and when we we went out to start battered them and it and look, you you have to respect kind of you have to respect your manager and your players uh, for for saying all right well we're okay and you kept on going and and um you no, know, you you deserve to you deserve the title definitely uh fuck that i don't want to talk about that anymore um <laughs> I, 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 I can feel certain feelings welling up inside me again i don't, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't i've um, started leaning forward and growling at the screen a little bit yeah I, there's a small tear like Trickling down my cheek as we speak. Um. Well, so what were your? Okay. Uh, I know we're a little way out, and there, there could be a few injuries or suspensions or whatever. Um. Expectations. Uh. For our game at White Hart Lane. Uh.
4: I think we'll get. Uh, we've got Copenhagen, haven't we? Um. Just after it, I think. Uh. And yeah. um. And so I'd imagine that we'll lose by three goals because that's the way that the season's gone so far. We lost to Liverpool, Man United, and Chelsea by three goals and then went on and won our Champions League games and Leicester fans aren't looking forward to it Um, be nice if we nicked a point but expectations are are pretty low I'd
1: say I I, I take it you like you you are happy just to do the you must be happy just to do the victory lap through the rest of the season just to kind of enjoy it and you know uh, mug off rival fan bases up and down the country yeah, totally. I mean, it's I,
4: I can't go to the uh, Tottenham game because uh, I'm at a mate's fortieth, and I'm devastated because that was the game. Going away to Art Art Lane uh, was the game where you know we've got some, we've got a new Tottenham Spurs song that we'll be debuting down there, and it'll be, it will hopefully it will just be quite funny. Yeah, th-
1: of... look, look forward to that. though. That... <laughs> yeah. how does um how does a uh, professional question? How does uh so presumably um. You there's a kind of um, a photojournalist accreditation, which is similar mm. to, to written press. Yeah. Do you apply in the same way? Do you? I mean, in terms of which games you get sent to, are you, are you choosing yours and the
4: office? The office choose um, for me. Well, they are sympathetic to my uh, team uh, affiliation, so um, I don't. You know, they they put me on a lot of Leicester games last season, but yeah, I don't. I don't generally get to pick. Uh, yeah. someone picks for
1: me oh okay uh just as well because otherwise you just center on the places with all the best food and um
4: oh mate, oh, mate. <laughs> there are no pla- the places with good food are, are rare for photographers it's all right for you and your ivory tower this
3: is not an ivory What's tower
4: <laughs> <laughs> you should come down to the photographer's room and see what we get do, served do, there do
1: you not do you not come into the main press room
4: no, no, no. Um, I think at Everton we quite
1: do. right too. To be fair, though. At Chelsea, <laughs> at,
4: Chelsea um, at Chelsea we we we're allowed into the. Um, oh, will I get trouble? We're allowed into the press room uh, with the journalists, but only for an hour and a half, and we have to keep our photographers' bib on so they know which ones to to eject after um, that time. Um,
1: presumably, you are on strict instructions not to talk to important people like me. Yeah, that, that would that would be. The, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't bother going in. It's a funny place, though. No. It's uh, yeah. There's uh, really good food there, though. Apparently, Chelsea, like Chelsea. The first time I went there, I I got a little bit overexcited with the bread and butter pudding because they they do a very good spread, and um and I'd heard a lot about it. I got there early, and um yeah, I nearly missed kickoff as a result.
4: Yeah, um, it's 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 um it is it is good food, then, and, and so photographers do go in there, but. You know, I just, it just there's something wrong about having to wear a photographer's bib. <laughs> I, it. It,
1: it, 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 it's it's yeah no. I, I... <laughs> what are they trying to say there?
4: What's your point? Uh... I stopped wearing a bib to eat when I was three.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. You know what? Like, if we go on with this, we're just gonna get accused of all Kinds of things, um, I don't know if Chelsea listens to this now and takes offense. Yeah, I, I, I was, um, I, I, yeah, I was at Arsenal, and I, my, I, I, as you can imagine, quite a sizable proportion of my um Twitter following is uh has Tottenham loyalties, yeah. So I, I had to kind of pretend that I didn't enjoy those lovely little pies that they do. And the you
3: know, yeah, that's, to be fair, the food at Arsenal, oh, even
1: for photographers, is good, it is, yeah, it's pretty, it's uh, it's exceptional, um. Uh right, I'll edit that out, or Raj will do it for me because he he likes to do his censorship. Um, right.
4: what are we taking out, we taking out all the bit about about the uh, food for photographers.
1: He will also likely take out everything positive you've you've um you you've said about Leicester and, and kind of dub in some kind of opinion yeah. on Jamie Vardy. I reckon that's my prediction. Yeah. So if that happens, sorry, Fucking class hero Jamie Vardy, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> don't, don't don't.
3: What what don't you like
1: about him? I, I don't. Well, all right, we're going to do this. Um, primarily, I don't like his face. I find him quite. A, I, don't know, I just. I find him difficult to look at. I find him difficult to look at. But the, the the thing, the the incident is, I don't like the way that was handled. Um, I I don't think that necessarily. I think a lot of people used it as a stick to whip Lester with. Um. Which I think was wrong and I, I, I didn't like that um as with Luis Suarez a couple of years ago, I didn't like that um uh goals were allowed to whitewash <laughs> what happened. I, I, I felt it, it made me cringe, um Mike, because I, I just thought we are we are quite a primitive society in this sense, in that you you know, you can um footballer does something like that. Um and all it needs to do is score 20 goals in the season and it's redemption and, you know, the, you know, the growth of character and, and stuff. And and I, I, it antagonized me because I, I expected, okay, so in the, in the news lately, um, Gary Lineker has sort of quite rightly um, spoken out about, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get political, but some of the things which are going on in this country at the moment, which a lot of us feel strongly about and which are embarrassing a lot of us, frankly, and I'm sure you're the same. Um, and, you know, good for him for doing that. But I remember about six months ago, him going along the kind of, wow, he's, you know, Vardy's scoring a lot of goals. So it's yes. kind of fine. And I just thought, really, really? Um, Did he say that? He said something like that. I can't remember the actual uh, phrasing, but I, 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 look, I, I appreciate, I may have been at a point of pretty intense sensitivity about yes. anything to do with Leicester City. <laughs> and, and looking back, I, I probably um, said some things about Lineker's comments that were well, maybe unfair, but... Um, I, I felt that was symptomatic of the general, um, of the general attitude. The kind of oh, it, you know, it's it's the fairy tale, and look, this is an amazing story. And you're like, yeah, but he still did this thing. And, and I also remember um, reading a, a Facebook post that Jonathan Lute, who I don't respect many journalists more than Jonathan, um, wrote, and I saw some of the abuse he got uh, and some of the reaction, and it wasn't necessarily from Leicester people. It was just why won't people even listen to the other side of this? Um, this is an entirely separate issue. and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not presenting this as a kind of, right, Mike, on behalf of Lester, answer the case for me. I, that's, that's not what I'm doing at all. Like You know, um, you know that. But I, um, that's kind of why I don't like Vardy. He's wrapped up in, you know, why I don't like Jamie Vardy is, is also kind of, there's a Venn diagram overlap there with why I don't like parts of this country, like the uh, emotional parts of this country. He's quite a nice bloke, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, like, if you met him, you'd like him. I don't. I don't, I don't think I. <laughs> did you see? Come on, come have, on, meet him. Have you, have, have you come across? Have you We've come across? His, in, in, no, no, mate. He'd, he'd tell me to walk away or something, or you know, <laughs> words of that effect. Um, but have you have you come across his uh, his lookalike in? Uh, his professional lookalike his official never,
4: I haven't seen him in the flesh no uh, I think he's gone back to he had six months off didn't he so he's probably gone back to work now <laughs> I, I want to watch a film of the lookalikes life that's the film I want to watch <laughs>
1: there's, there's an amazing I, I can't remember which who published it. it might have been like shortlist or vice or something like someone someone spent an evening with him yeah no, yeah <laughs> it's just like basically him walking down the street being called Get a a dozen times <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's, the, 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 i always remember the bit right at the beginning of the article he's like what you're not even going to give us 50 quid for this <laughs> 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 fucking have some pride <laughs> <laughs> oh dear well oh, christ um state of that um mike listen we've got to stop otherwise we're gonna go over time thank you so much joining us we i've had a great laugh um, uh, and um good luck for the rest of the season and um no, good luck professionally. I hope you um, hope you get sent to lots of great places. Uh, yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers, matey. Thank you.
0: And thank you to Mike for that lovely chat. I'm sure was it a good chat, Seb?
1: Yeah, we had a great chat. Yeah, yeah. We um, he was he was uh, surprisingly humble, uh, given the circumstances. Um, but uh, no, no, we we had good fun. Hope everybody enjoyed that.
0: As the Leicester fan that I know said to me when they won the league, well, actually in the build-up to them winning the league, he goes, I don't care if the club goes down to the conference and folds now. We've won the leagues, and I've seen it in my lifetime. <laughs> so I don't think there'll be too many of them that um, are too concerned by a fairly shit start to the Premier League, especially the fact that uh, they've got a decent Champions League group and they're going fairly well in that. That's um, that, yep. So, you know, there's that. Is It's that, is it, is that whiteout lane, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I'd hope we'd win that, especially the fact that uh, Touchwood Wes Morgan appears to return to the Wes Morgan that we all know and love, um, which is a absolute <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, which is, you know, what more can we ask for? Um, if we do some, so we do some listener questions? That's what Jack Jack would do. What would Jack yeah. do?
1: What would Jack do?
0: A Question I ask myself often, and then do the opposite. <laughs> 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 Uh, um, single Malt Suds asks, uh which member of the squad would you least like to be elbowed by? <sighs>
1: uh, Wanyama.
0: Yeah, or Dembele.
1: Yeah, I yeah, one of, I don't think I'd enjoy either to be honest. Actually, I
0: think Eric Lamella again would probably like <laughs>
1: yes, Eric Lamella's quite bony and pointy. Yeah. yeah he would yeah, like envy
0: yeah. your throat as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just have your throat
1: and level you and then and then pretend to check check, check to see if you're okay while the yeah. referee was uh, when the referee came over. He's
0: absolutely fucking horrible, is that lad? He's uh, a
1: nasty fucking player. I,
0: I actually think he's better off when he's on a yellow card because he seems yep. to sort of it seems to sort of knock some sense into him. It's almost as if he, he doesn't concentrate until he's got his <laughs> yellow card.
1: His first yellow card on Saturday was Spectacular, yeah, just, just like you just saw him. I, I saw it on TV later, and he just comes racing in from off screen, massively late, and just floors whoever it was.
0: <laughs> it's not even like it's in a, in, a no need, of the field, no, absolutely
1: but... no need for it. It's just like he just can't help himself. it's just, he's such a hatchet man.
0: I think Pochettino actually likes that about him. They seem to have yeah. quite a good working relationship because there were a few times in that second half where, like, you would pull Lamella over and sort of. I think he's actually pointing out targets to him. I think that's what he does. He like him. He's being a cunt. Where you just go, and fucking put two feet yeah. for him, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's next. You know, I like Mourinho. Wind Eric up bro. and
1: just let him go. It's uh, it I, I was. I I, mate, I was actually stunned that he came out half, uh, after after half time because. Uh, yeah, he, didn't he was have a so close. He, I mean, he played. He actually, I um, he had a couple of really nice moments in that first half, and you know the bits of skill which actually um left some of the Bournemouth fans around me gasping, which is quite interesting. Um, I think that's just because they're really old, man. really, yeah. It might have been that. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, it was yeah. I just thought he, he the amount of times that I've thought about Eric Lamela, you are now a red card waiting to happen in this game. Yeah. Um, and he just, he, he does. Has he actually he just ever goes... been
0: sent off for us? No, never. Yeah, It's a bit like, uh, although I don't want to compare him directly to Suarez because um, of the racism. Um, <laughs> he does have the bit of that sort of treading the line thing about him, um, okay. which is nice.
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's, uh, you don't do the Suarez thing. Yeah, he's never Um,
0: bitten anyone or called them a racist name 20 times in the same game. So it's not a direct comparison, naturally. No,
1: of course not. No. Um, Um,
0: But there is, you know. I I, I love
1: Lamella. I absolutely love him. I, I, I love the way he plays. He's just, he's, he's wanted to play. If he played for another team, you'd hate him. But he um and people dig him out, but he actually had some of our best moments on Saturday. And he hit the bar obviously and uh with well, the sort of the, the the angle. Um and came pretty close in the second half and you know had a few good moments. Um he's probably our most productive attacking player, I thought. Uh personally.
0: Yeah. Um let's go to the next question. Uh, Jonathan Dunn says, do the children of Spurs supporters grow up with complexes because they've received so much criticism?
1: <laughs> I don't know yet.
0: I think it gives you a, a dose You're of reality. You're a child reality.
1: of a Spurs fan, aren't you? So um...
0: I think it gives you a dose of reality that I think you need to get through life and just that natural sheen of pessimism that we said earlier that I think sets you up better. I mean, can you imagine being a Manchester United supporter? I made this point the other day. Like, I, I was born in 1992, so I never knew a time where Sir Alex Ferguson wasn't the great manager of Manchester United. because I missed all those early years and they were sort of, the class of 92 were coming in as I was sort of um, in my formative years. They had Cantona and everything Um, and they just won everything. So they never had to deal with sort of sadness or sort of um, like defeat regularly it was just sort of oh we've not won the league this year by two points we'll probably win it next year we've mm. we've got a carling cup or a european cup to cry into this year Um, but can you imagine them now having for the first time in their lives sort of 20 years later now having to deal with reality as a yeah. adult I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's given a clear view of what life is like. The the fact that they've they've had such a constant high and now it's come to low. I much prefer the Tottenham way of having um, sort of uh, you know periods well, yeah, of misery I, interspersed with the odd bit of victory and, and glory here well, and there. Well,
1: hoping for the best, but expecting the worst, basically. Yeah, yeah I think that um, sets you
0: up well for life.
1: I think so. I, I was interesting because I I've, I watched. Um, Chelsea Man United yesterday and obviously Chelsea battered them and I remember thinking during parts of that game Man United looked like old Spurs just absolutely helpless mistakes everywhere just want to get on the bus and leave um, and I, I I actually find I, I find bad Man United have been harder to deal with because they're much more boring like they sort of the their fans okay there were a lot of smug fans in the old days and you know that's natural but they're kind of they're disproportionate um, sort of hand wringing and you know uh, doom mongering is much worse It's just like it's so contextless, it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing with me is that I've you obviously got no sympathy for Manchester United fans now because no, it's sort no, of no. like you know welcome to real life. Um, but it's sort of it's weird because they won so much that they become the lesser of several evils in that. Would you rather Man United just win something again and add another one to the tally and sort of it mean nothing to anyone but you know, the odd Manchester United fan? Or do you want to see Nouveau Chelsea or Arsenal scrape something or, you know, cash rich Manchester City? They're, they're no, no, I'd take because... Man
1: United, uh, it's winning. Yeah, exactly. It's every, sort of you know,
0: when when Tottenham weren't contending, if if as long as it was Man United when it was sort of a it was the bearable. most neutral thing, yeah, it it didn't register after a point, it happened that many times. It was just sort of like, Okay, this is what happens now.
1: Um, And also, you know, there was part of it where, you know, because a a lot of the Man United success was sort of indirectly aimed at Liverpool. And I'm not a huge fan of the Liverpool fan base anyway. So I don't know. And they were kind of, Liverpool fan base then was sort of in the state that Manchester United is in now, where it's sort of, you know, they were 4-0 down at at Stamford Bridge yesterday and the the, the travelling sport was singing 20 times. I mean, you know, like, it's a bit... It is, very, it is it's a little bit Liverpool, lads, I'm afraid.
0: Um, the thing that I said yesterday was, wouldn't it be weird if Manchester United were never good again? It's sort of like we, to our kids, obviously now you're shacked up, you'll be thinking about marriage and kids and whatnot. No,
1: don't, don't, don't do that. No.
0: There'll be little Sebs pattering about uh, before mm-hmm. long. Um, you, you know, when we have kids and that, we'll have to explain to them, oh, no, these, these were good at some point, lad, you know. I swear yeah. to you. So I remember, like, when I was thinking about it, when, like, Dad told me that Nottingham Forest were good. I was like, no, yeah. they weren't. They've been shit all my life. What you on about? No, they they won the European Cup two years running, and they had league titles. I'm like, when's this? The 1800s is like, no, 20 years ago. Well, <laughs> so,
1: so I, I think I'm just about old enough to remember the cup final against them. Um And so, like, I'm not oh, old yeah, enough when, to remember that. yeah, when we that. beat them. Yeah, exactly. I, I, but I... um um you know that was see, i've of...
0: never i've never i've never been alive to see us win the FA cup no, no i was in no. 91 and i just missed out
1: yeah you did um but i, I mean i i remember that as a, a vague football memory not as a kind of come on you spurs memory really i mean i was still very i was still pretty young i was uh i wouldn't have turned you know seven until for a few more months after that um so yeah but um yeah, I suppose you know in 40 years time if we think of um you know Man United as we do Preston North End or Blackpool or you know that kind of thing. I don't think it can happen because money, you know, but
0: uh, it would be funny. I, I think it would be
1: funny. I if they yeah. become like
0: Everton because Everton went through that period where they were the best team. Yeah. in the country and that wasn't too long ago.
1: That wasn't too long ago and also like there, there's that thing with Everton where had school never happened, what would they have really achieved? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, what would they have achieved in Europe? Um, and so you never quite know. But I suppose Man United, I don't know. I don't really think of Man United that much, of a, really as that much of a football team anymore. They're, they're an enterprise. They're, a, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're the, the kid at school. who The
0: lunchbox and a pencil case.
1: Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, they, they, they're the big, they're the kids at school with all the nice clothing. Who,
0: you know, weren't that all the kids at school for you? Yeah,
1: pretty, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was going to say yeah. you, you, you can't get away with that. Um, right, so, anyway. so, so,
1: so that they were wearing Gucci and the rest was wearing, you know, Prada. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh,
0: anyway. Uh... Do you think Kane will be the big X factor in the way that we really only need a goal scorer to start moving these parked buses? And that's Gavin Christofferson.
1: Um, I don't see many parked buses, if I'm honest. Parked buses. Parked buses. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't. I. I. I, I wouldn't accuse Bournemouth of parking the bus. I certainly wouldn't say that. Um, Leverkusen didn't. Leverkusen didn't. West Brom didn't really. I mean, we carved West Brom open half a dozen times yeah we should have um, beaten
0: West Brom by a country mile
1: yeah we should definitely should have done I don't I mean I look we're, we're going to be better with Kane back in the side but I don't think I think um I think what's missing at the moment is really I genuinely I think it's that distribution from uh first third to second um because that's what gives us our pace and you know that's, that's what allows our fullbacks to skip the first press and you know that stuff you know yeah. I, I, Kane's a beneficiary of that he's not like he's not the cause of us being able to do it
0: I think he does lead by example though. He does press himself definitely. And, and definitely he, the one thing that he's underrated at is um closing down passing lanes because he yeah. doesn't always just run to feet. He's quite good at sort of spotting where and when goalkeepers get comfortable passing to, especially if somebody's dropping back regularly and he'll sprint into that area. You know, uh, you know, you've probably scored that goal on FIFA where you just nip in ahead of the last centre back and score one on one. Yeah uh, like a bastard. Um Donick Copters against you, mate, to be honest. Yeah, before you sort of threw your toys away and traded it in after a week because you're a mental. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we've got, oh, let's do two last questions. One is from Today is to Dyer. Um, if you had to have a sponsorship logos from a food company on every item of clothing you own, wear which, and you had to change your name to the brand um, company so you'd be known as sort of like McDonald's, Stafford Bloor or something, which food company would it be? What? <laughs> i don't understand the question like if you had to sell your soul essentially and like the, of any food brand oh, you know I, I like how the the club has like a sponsor on the front if you had to like you know i like jimmy brown once no jimmy white changed his name to jimmy brown
1: yeah yeah okay you know, oh i think jimmy white's original name is jimmy brown
0: is it i, I know yeah. he changed it one way or the other for sponsorship reasons um because he was sort of weird and desperate yeah yeah, um, and he played snooker. <laughs> um, but if you had to do that with like he, a food, he wears company. a
1: preposterous wig as well. Um, yeah, um, he was like
0: an incredibly sweaty man, Jimmy White. That's all I remember because he had that that big puffy, sort of almost like a child puppy fat like face. Yeah, um, he never really. Yeah, anyway.
1: Um, so what? Okay. Um, I don't know. I um, you'd be delivery. Uh, you'd be delivery yeah,
0: stuff and you, blow. Absolutely right. Free.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'd be love delivery.
0: Um, I think if I anyone be
1: from f- deliveries listening, by the way, you know, <laughs> a nice illustrative... Sort of he's got a family to credit. feed now
0: so (laughs) so, (laughs) he's not just providing for himself anymore um i'd 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 want a local company being the sort of person i am so huddersfield the the two our two main sort of food companies would be marston's which is a a chicken company fried chicken um and we have uh dixon's i'd go for dixon's milk from huddersfield which is genuinely um, and this isn't me being like a, a local um sort of weirdo or anything but Dixon's is genuinely the nicest ice cream you'll ever have um, It's they sort of make it fresh on the day um, and it's just weirdly creamy and lovely and um, uh, it's in one of the most horrible places in Huddersfield that you have to go pick it up from but it is genuinely nice if you ever come this way when Huddersfield and the Premier League next year Seven you have to go I'll take you to Dixon's um because it is you
1: you'll actually meet me because Jack you know Jack tells a story of how you know you 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 shunned him when did and I shun him then didn't, didn't he come to to Yorkshire once and you shunned him?
0: Uh, no, he was in York around Christmas, so I think I was probably pissed for about two weeks, oh, okay. and I couldn't I couldn't drive then. And York's like an hour away, so it wasn't as if he like he was stood on my door and I sort of stood looking at him, <laughs> look, looking looking at the crack of my curtain. Go. He may have played that off <laughs> a bit. He was like an hour, he was he was an hour or two away with family and wanted an excuse to go to the pub, and I was like, I can't, mate. i I've got other things on. Oh, okay, um, all right. So okay. yeah. He's, he's played that up a, a tad.
1: There is there is a difference in how you two tell that story. Okay.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't even in the same city or the same area of Yorkshire.
1: He was um, in the fucking north, mate. It's all the yeah, same. He's in,
0: he's in north Yorkshire. He was an hour train away at the very least.
1: <laughs> um, all right. So that's someone. It's like, it's like you coming to London and me not getting on the train from Bath, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so going,
0: right. yeah. That's anyway, fair enough. Yeah. Um and I, I was busy, I think it was somebody's birthday or something, otherwise I would have gone. Anyway. Okay. Um right. yeah, but Dixon's milk ice, is, I'd be I'd be Dixon's baines Um or Quite milk nice. ice baines or something like that. Okay. Um if I had to let me pull up the last question. I think I closed my window in Fiori at being bad mouthed by Jack. Um, this is from Spurs and Memory Man. He says Lineker divides opinion on social media. Which one of the current squad would you most or least like to hear social commentary from?
1: Yeah, first of all, mate, can we say that about Gary Lineker? Yeah, it's all well and good what he's saying now, but uh, <laughs> whoever remember... you and
0: Jamie Vardy was.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. Well, it was that was all fine because he played for your your he was scoring goals for your football team. I mean, I I don't whatever. Um, uh, I mean, not views? not um, to
0: discount the the fact that he you know speak up when he has because it's you know no give, good for him but let's everything. let's
1: not like uh, as jack has more eloquently put it like he says something compassionate well done but don't try and cast him as a liberal hero um because well you know like, it's, it's ridiculous um it's uh when it's i know uh, i mean ultimately also like it, it's a very sad state of affairs when when, when someone in this country is being um, generously praised for saying yes, we should look after child refugees. I mean, it's a, for a pretty basic level of compassion. Like, is is it? it, it, it uh,
0: yeah. But are they children? though, Seb? are they children?
1: Oh god. Have <laughs> you tested the bone marrow? Test their hair. Yeah. Oh my god, mate. That's just. I yeah. That's a whole different podcast. It's
0: always young men. It's always young men.
1: Yeah. Look at the facial hair. Look at the facial hair. It's just, oh, Christ.
0: I I I think I was born with a mustache. So like <laughs> the, facial, <laughs> the facial hair is not even so much like joke about it. it just happens sometimes yeah, right
1: like, i remember people were like who had a little bit of a bit of a tash at 12 so
0: mm. you know well, my mum tells a story of when i were younger because obviously I grew a lot quicker than other people. Um, so if I were like two or three, and I'd look like I was five or six, and she had to carry my passport around with her so that when we got on buses, they didn't think she was trying to pull a fast one um, try to get me on for free. She was like, no, look at this. He's you with, know.
1: Her, with her eight-foot-tall nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah,
0: essentially. Like, <laughs> uh, well, my best um, mate, Lucas, who's taller than I am, he's six foot eight, um, we once went for uh, lunch in... Um, some place in leeds and he's like oh we used to come here loads when we were younger and he goes oh my mum once told me a story about coming here he goes i I, I was about four or five and i got really into magic tricks yeah um so i used to carry cards around me everywhere and try and do magic tricks with people um but because he was four or five he was just being a kid but he looked like he were like uh, an adult like a teenager (laughs) so people thought he was um like Challenged in some way, like they would, they would like, they'd, they'd pat his head and sort of expect him to be there in a, in like a scrum cap or something. But he was just an overgrown child. Um, so there's, there's, there's weird stories like that where it, you know, he, it, yeah. Anyway, it's just depressing to think of the, the alternative. Anyway, which, which player do you, do you, and do you not want to hear social commentary from?
1: Uh, generally any of them. Uh, but. <laughs> Um
0: I don't care. I just play football.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, you, you know, um, I think I I I would like to I, I think Hugo Larissa is a fairly intelligent chap. Yeah, so, you know, I'd like
0: to have a glass of wine with Hugo and talk Yeah,
1: a glass of wine and, you know, sort of maybe a few pistachios. I, I feel that's that's kind of, you know, Larissa's style. So Hugo I'd happily listen to um I reckon um I
0: reckon <laughs> I'm just saying now that Kyle Walker... Carl, I, don't, I
1: bet Kyle Walker has some edgy opinions about stuff.
0: No, That's, Kyle Walker's like, he's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like one of his mates has once sent him a Breitbart mm-hmm. link and he's been like, oh my God, have you heard that Hillary Clinton's actually a mm-hmm. robot? And it's like, Kyle, would mm-hmm. you stop? reading do you,
1: that stuff. uh do, do, do you do you know what temperature metal actually melts at? You yeah know,
0: kind of yeah kyle walker has definitely spent a day on youtube that he shouldn't have done <laughs> like kyle tell me about that hungry caterpillar leave nine eleven alone <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I think we could get away with calling the podcast leave Nine Eleven alone <laughs> no i don't
1: i don't i don't i don't think that that would go down with the remaining three american listeners
0: it's not like we said anything bad. We you know, Let's just fucking leave that alone.
1: I don't think you can say anything good, though, with that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure there's a best-case scenario.
0: No. Um, yeah, but Carl uh, Walker, I think, could have sketchy opinions. Um, Kevin Wimmer, as well. He's Eastern European. He may have some leaning. <laughs> He's fucking Austrian, not <laughs> Eastern European. <laughs> <laughs> i'm casting him off as one of them mate. It's, it's brexit britain now yeah. all with it's Zimbres. all eastern
1: europe now like right? you know we're the center point everywhere else is east
0: yeah yeah we're being bent over by russia yes <laughs> um who else is there i don't i don't know um, i think danny Rhodes might be like secretly quite eloquent
1: yeah he might be i i, I mean i i've barely heard him speak i mean
0: I imagine um, if Danny, if there's anyone in our squad who would sort of like become the next like or Tottenham's version of like Colin Kaepernick, it would be Danny Rose.
1: Yeah, I see that. I mean, I um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I know even know what his voice sounds like. Actually,
0: it sounds um, like he's from Doncaster.
1: Okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, like he, it's north. He has. A Do you know the accent? guy who
0: comes round and just, like fixes your eating and does your plumbing and does your gardening? Uh,
1: a bit like that. What, West Country?
0: No, I was, I was being funny. I was just saying you got mm. Northerners in to do your handiwork.
1: No, mate, we don't We don't allow Northerners in, you know, uh, beyond the city walls, to be honest. Right? Yeah. Is
0: it a walled city, bath? No.
1: Oh, no, you, and do neither does it have a fucking castle in the middle of it, and, you know... <laughs> <laughs>
0: then why have you got a moat in front of your apartment? I don't have a moat. There's a river that runs by it. That's... You, you say this now, mate, yeah, but... Yeah. You've I have lost. only
1: I have only shown you the view from one window, so it could go all the way around. Yeah. Just the
0: east wing, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, anyway, um, is that it? Should we? That's that's football. That's enough football. Yeah,
1: for football. I mean, no, we got we got Liverpool tomorrow night in the.
0: Oh fuck! I forgot about that. What,
1: whatever it's called, It'd be a bit. EFL whatever.
0: Cup yeah. sounds like an energy supplier, by the way.
1: because it has not got a sponsor anymore, which kind of is quite descriptive of what that competition <laughs> now is. Um, I mean, but, uh, if we
0: got to like the quarterfinal, I'd definitely want to win it. But at this point, sort of play the free. I'd say
1: make make the FA an offer. I mean, see if they'll see see how much <laughs> how much it would take to put your own name on the trophy, the Raj you know? Bains cup. There you go. That'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? I just refused to give you get, it to you, anyone you, that wasn't Tottenham. You get to present it, though. You, you, you like. Can you imagine? You know,
0: yeah, but my luck, look like Arsenal would win it, and I'd have to be there with my mug in a picture, handing it over to Per Permit- Mertesacker. To- <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they probably moved the final to your birthday.
0: Oh, you know, yeah. everything
1: bad stuff happens on your birthday.
0: What happened this year? We bought Musa Sissoko. No, that was the day after.
1: That was the day after, but like, yeah, that gets wrapped we, into it as well. We That's sold Gareth a Fucking catastrophe.
0: Yeah. They actually they sent my birthday card late. They actually sent my birthday card on transfer deadline day, which I thought was a bad <laughs> omen. <laughs> which I think like whenever Spurs think my birthday is on transfer deadline day, something's going to like Hugo Lloris goes back to Leon. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, it doesn't have you been watching any TV or film or anything like that? I suppose uh, you've
1: been not really. No, no. Um, I've been. Uh, yeah. No. Today's kind of the first day I've, I've sort of. Um, been in the house working and, you know, I'll watch a bit of TV later and, you know, but uh, no, nothing new lately.
0: We'll leave that conversation when Jack's back. I'm sure he go. Yeah. got his head in his laptop, avoiding his family as much as possible. He <laughs> he's been there for a couple of days already and his lass has left him to go back to work. So he'll be, uh, uh, I hope he's enjoying himself. The fact that he uh, came on to do this podcast would tell it's you not otherwise. a good sign. Yeah, no.
1: that he's only three days into it, so he's looking for He's got, got another four days. Yeah, and he's yeah, he was very eager to make the pod work as well. <laughs> it wasn't just like no, Jack. You have the time off. No, it's all right. It's okay. I insist. <laughs> but it's not the same without me. I, no, I, I'm happy to give up my time,
0: guys. No, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> He's disappointed that his internet has failed him. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he did tell me that he started, or that his family had started doing a one thousand piece jigsaw. So. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine.
1: Uh, no, I have. I Like, mate, I love my family, but two days, third day, by the fourth day, I'm ready for. I, I to be honest, I don't just apply to family. I, I can't, I can't spend more than three or four days with anybody. I don't think. <laughs> I am. Um, I need. I need. I need. I need to recoup. I need to re, this re, buds recharge. This both
0: wealthy or burgeoning relationship. So no, no, it's, be, no. it's been three days now. Love, can you fuck off? <laughs> <with that? laughs> no, not at all. I've not got not another too. last coming around in an hour. Can no, you,
1: no, 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 no. What did we say about that?
0: Don't say on air. Just keep it quiet. No, right? I didn't say that at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Behave yourself. You know. That's Which what she is... says to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, well, let's. Uh, let's end let's kill it
1: now yeah
0: um, yeah if you want to listen to old episodes go to rtrpod.com twitter is rtr underscore pod I think uh, leave us iTunes reviews um, if you're a woman from the West Country send Seb your number via DM his DMs are open um, DMs are
1: closed DMs <laughs> are closed literally <laughs> and figuratively Right. Like, there's no more of that
0: um Yeah, and uh, we'll speak to you next time, next week, I think. That sounds good.
1: It does, probably, yeah.